this is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. The first time the word home was ever mentioned was in Cleveland. You know, they said, Riley will go home. And I remember being like, whoa. And I, you know, don't know if that's because I just think all that happened with Finley and everything. I never just ever let myself go there, you know. And also, we were just moving further and further away from home. Home just seemed forever away. So when they said home, we were like, whoa. So when we got to Akron, they were like, well, the next thing we got to tackle is her brain, so... Welcome back to the podcast. This is the final uh, episode of the interview with Josh and Megan Osborne. Um, so we're excited that you tuned in today to wrap up this story. Yes, thanks. Thanks for uh, following along, everyone. We hope we hope you've enjoyed this interview five part series with Josh and Megan. Well, this is the fifth part. Hope you've enjoyed the last four parts. And um, we um, this has been quite a journey, hasn't it, Brittany? <laughs> this yep, it's been. This long. But it is a journey. I mean, so it's good. It's just. It's good. It is. We lived it, and um, but hearing it back like this, um, there are parts of this story that I didn't even know, and um, and I was, and, I, and these are my kids. <laughs> so, um, Brittany and I were talking about that. You know, there are aspects of this that we didn't even know. I just want to say too, I really appreciate Josh and Megan um, just being super transparent all through the process of this. Not only in this interview, but also. Um, on Riley's update page on Facebook, all through this process, in even the hardest parts of the story and where they were feeling, they were still posting updates, still posting pictures, still sharing their lives with the idea, not just doing it mindlessly, but just with the idea that maybe God would use their story to be encouragement to others. And that was really what motivated them. And I just so appreciate that and continue to appreciate them in their willingness to um, to be an encouragement and to let their story touch other people's lives. And we see that happening, and, and we're amazed at that. So it's good. All right. Well, here you go, everyone. The final part of this five-part series, this interview with Josh and Megan Osborne and the story of their little girls, Riley and Finley. Well, so the surgery is, is a success. It's perfect timing and then what happens next does Riley go home from well, Cleveland or well while we were in Cleveland I mean it seemed kind of a drag to be moved you know further and further away from home we were living um, at, at a Ronald McDonald house which is an amazing yeah, amazing organization mm. they provided a bed for us you know parking uh, meals, meals wow. um, because we we literally just came with a backpack you know they had washer and dryer you know people were running things up to us but it'd take a couple of days or whatever you know so they just we we were just cared for so much yeah. every every step of the way. And like I said, by our family, but as we got further and further away from home, our community got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. of who was caring for us. So wow. if you have the opportunity to support Ronald McDonald, that's amazing. But um, we stayed there. And, and while we were there, you know, these NICU doctors and nurses and things, you know, they're kind of like, we're just, we're just waiting with you. And so 
the one resident said, let's try to extubate her, which is pull that tube out and see if she can be on them. Um, this was the tube that was down in her lungs? Her that had throat, been there ever throat. since we had first seen her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'd never seen her without a tube. And he said, let's, because the longer that tube is in there, the more damage it's causing to the esophagus. Esophagus. I don't esophagus know, Josh, you're larynx. good at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, even the roof of her mouth had mm-hmm. a huge indentation because it's so soft right. yeah. from this this rigid tube. That, that she needed there. to survive, but exactly. it was actually and they didn't doing wanna, some damage too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Just the longer it was in. And they didn't right. want to take it out because she was having these um, crazy dips where she would just drop really low and, and come, so that she wasn't dips meaning what dips uh, oxygen like her oh, numbers her like she oxygen would just, intake and yeah she her heart rate and her oxygen levels would go down crazy and then they'd have to you know turn up the oxygen so she wasn't like really showing super great signs of them um to do that but he just oh, josh will never yeah. forget him saying yeah, we have we'll, to try <laughs> the 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 doctors there was they were giving a report and the one doctor was talking to the other one they were kind of having this argument back and forth like, right in front of us like <laughs> it, you know one doctor saying I think we should try the other one saying no let's wait and then this this, this resident just says we have to try we just have to try and that was apparently the deciding vote <laughs> because mm-hmm. the next day they extubated her they took it out and well the she fear did, was that yeah. they would take it out then she would. She would crash in that way, and they'd have to try to put it back in. It could actually right. be, be, hard more dam- to get back be more in. damaging yeah. putting it back in. Yeah. So but they did it. They pulled. They, they did took it. it out, and, and she did really well. Yeah. And so awesome. when she got her tube taken out and was able to have that oxygen, um, she was able to. From there, she uh, was able to regulate her own body temperature so she was able to wear clothes like she could be out of the the isolate so we got to see her wear clothes for the first time yeah. which you know that's super fun yeah. Yeah. we didn't even have clothes for her. the the NICU you know had little clothes that they let us use and, and you everything. got to hear her voice for the first time right um, didn't she begin to make some sounds? Yes. Yeah, she you has some hear sounds, her. pretty hoarse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. And mm. the lid of the isolate got taken up, oh. yeah. which was awesome to not have that plastic barrier between us. So and you didn't have to- all the um, as many uh, tubes and things to worry about. So instead mm. of having to wait for a nurse to help you get her out, Josh and I were allowed to go in and just pick her up. And, and sit in the chair with right. her, you know, it was, that was so cool. Yeah, and we were awesome. living there, you know, at the Ronald McDonald house and, and, you know, so we were able to just come and hang out all day and get her out and hold her and, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. do things like that. We were never able to do before. Yeah. So, so, another, so a lot of really cool things. Another milestone. There. Yeah. That, that point, really. we thought was going to be a horrible trip and it ended up being so amazing. Yeah. So, wow. yep. So at this point now, how many weeks in are we? Of your 130 something. She ha- celebrated her 100th day. We have, I remember we have a picture of yeah. her in the Cleveland NICU. You know, we had a little sign we made for a happy 100 days, Riley. Yeah. So, so I don't know exactly, but after about five weeks of being in Cleveland, um, we were transferred back to Akron. And when she got back, she was um, the, the correct weight to have her shunt placed. So that was the next big thing to, okay, to so going this, home. So now the port that was in her brain that they were using to draw the mm-hmm. fluid off, they were going to now put in a permanent shunt. Yeah. Right. The that first would do time the, same thing that, the that word would, home was ever mentioned was in Cleveland. You know, they said, Riley will go home. And I remember being like, whoa. <laughs> and I, you know, don't know if that's because, I don't know if, I think she kind of, um, I think well before that, it was made 
clear that we would get to take her home eventually. But I just think all that happened with Finley and everything. I never just mm-hmm. ever let myself go there, you know, and also we were just moving further and further away from home. Home just seemed forever away. So (laughs) when they said home, we were like, whoa. So when we got to Akron, they were like, well, the next thing we got to tackle is her brain. So, yeah. So the, they scheduled the surgery for the shunt. They, they put the shunt in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The procedure went well. Everything went well. Um, well, uh, it happened sooner than they wanted. The last time that they went to kind of to draw that fluid out of that temporary shunt, they couldn't get the spinal fluid to stop leaking. Hmm. And uh, so they, which I think is cool because at the time, right while while that was happening, we were talking to the doctor about whether or not we should wait, and we just didn't know. Like we were like, "What do we do? What do we do?" Well, and it kind how of long like do you wait before you do and that procedure. Decision was kind of made for us. Yeah, they said, "Well, we're going to do it now. We're going to do it tonight. We have to." <laughs> so the the neurosurgeon that we had been working with wasn't there, but there was another neurosurgeon there that did that did the, the surgery. Um, and Riley got the the shunt, the the per, more permanent shunt placed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was all kind of contained within her. Uh, rather than them having to draw fluid off, it would just drain down. So l- less risk of infections, mm-hmm. complications, for sure. Yeah, things yep. like that. So it's definitely the way to go. And and Riley has that shunt to today. Th- today, yep. still, and it's working well and it's doing mm-hmm. what it's supposed doing to do. Doing great. Yep. They yeah. said they had about a fifty percent fail rate in the first year for that shunt, and she never. Never had, with Never had an issue. So another milestone yes. has been met. Yep. Yeah. And the next thing now is is what? Waiting. Um she needed she had to be intubated again for that shunt surgery. And so you kinda had to wait a little bit, not that long, but we had to get back to that high flow oxygen and from there they um moved it to what they call wall air. Is that what they called it? But it was just like a little cannula under her nose and that's what she would be able to go home on very small percentage of oxygen being added yeah it was uh, they called it like a whiff (laughs) yeah it was so little that you if you were to put that cannula up you wouldn't be able to feel the air but Uh she needed it but she needed needed it it. yep so she got to come home on august 15th on august 15th (laughs) yep yep she came home with a ng tube so like a feeding tube in her nose that she needed for for a month or too, but and she came home on oxygen, and so she and she had that for a good, almost a year at home. But okay. she got to go home. But you got to come home. Hardly <laughs> any tubes and wires, which that was that not was a what good day. we were being told. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, That's huge. an amazing. It was an amazing, that was amazing day. day. And I think you know that not that the obviously we were making decisions for Riley, um, and the NICU and all that, but. If you're going to talk about parenting, <laughs> when you brought her home, that's when it was like, <laughs> that's when a parenting whoa, started. <laughs> you know, and that was, you know, the NICU was hard. It really was. I don't know. Josh and I have talked about this, but I, it was hard. I mean, it was like one of the darkest times of our, our lives, of our married life. But it was also some of the brightest because I don't know, you were just in such a desperate place and so at rock bottom mm-hmm. that like you know, so out of control. There was nothing else you could do but lean on Jesus and each other. And and you had that time, if you will, because we were just sitting by her bed waiting. When we brought her home, um, I think that first year of her being home was probably harder than mm. I ever 
thought it was going to be. Just and I think that it has nothing to do with. Um, a couple times we would check ourselves. We would be like, "Wait a minute, this has nothing to do with having a preemie baby on oxygen. This is just what parenting is." Yeah, you know, this the late nights, sleepless nights, um, crying, all that. That's just parenting. And and Josh and I have been married, you know, for eight years, and he's my best friend, and um you know, definitely my, my better half. And I think definitely throwing kids into the mix. And it's not just because of our story. I just think kids in general, it adds a whole nother layer to marriage yeah. that, you know, it's, it's just really hard. Well, you know? parenting is not for cowards. No, it's just, that's <laughs> hard. And I think when the dust settled a little bit, like getting to be at home, that was maybe kind of when all of a sudden you got to be like, Hey, wait a minute! This was super hard. It shouldn't have gone like this. And maybe the maybe that's when a lot of the questions started happening. Sure. But but I I definitely um, just like you know think that that vulnerability that you my friends and I talk about it all the time. You know, with social media and everything, things are just like a picture, and it can mm. be really easy to make it look like life is a certain way. You know, but right. I think when we're vulnerable with each other and just honest and just you know it's not a great day or I don't know how to do this, that opens the door then for people to come alongside you and help you out. And that makes all the difference. You continue to lean on each other and you continue to lean on your community and Mm -hmm. your family. Yeah. And And I think I've, I've heard you talk about this in the, in this podcast before, but there's just so much grace for parents, you know, and, and you do need it, but you need to allow yourself to kind of accept that grace. Rest in that. No one's going to get it perfect. And (laughs) that's right. And life isn't what's on a Facebook or Instagram page. That's right. You know, life is the, you know, the day to day struggles that, that, you know, are common to all parents. That's right. And walking it with other people has just been a huge Huge help, you know. Yeah. Huge blessing. Did you ever finish reading the Harry Potter book to your daughter? <laughs> read, read all of the Harry Potter oh, books. No. Yeah, um, that was huge to finish that series. That was um, definitely something that I wanted to do. Um, uh-huh. And then we read the uh, C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Wow. Read Treasure Island. You know, yeah, you got to read a lot. <laughs> Good there's, job, Dad. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's there's kind of that that magic time at the beginning when they're they're not. Uh, old enough to be able to take the book out of your hand and they're, Turn the pages. they're just going right. to lay there and listen to you. So right. uh, I took full advantage of that time. Yeah. Something something powerful in those moments. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, Josh and Megan, um, I sure do appreciate you taking the time to share the details of your story. Yeah. Let's just do a fast forward. Um, this is um, definitely going to be more than one episode. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Let's just do, oh, if you could, now Riley is home. Riley is, how old is Riley now? She just turned, turned two. two. She's just turned two. Two years old. And um, tell us, just give us a sense of where where's Riley at now physically and, and what's, where she, what's, what's happening? Where's she at? Where's she going? Yeah. Um, so some of those things that they told us were possibilities definitely did. Uh, they became a reality um, for us. Riley was diagnosed with cerebral palsy uh, mm-hmm. because of the bleeding in her brain. It's affecting mainly her right side. So I would say probably... Josh is a physical therapist, remember? So That's right. <laughs> Josh gets all this. So do, do, Josh, just use normal language for the rest of us. Okay, <laughs> okay. Would you? Well, her, I would say it's affecting her right arm more than her right leg, um, but it's definitely affecting both. Uh, so she has to wear 
uh, braces on her legs to help her to be able to stand and take steps. Mm -hmm. She's still not able to walk on her own, um, but she's definitely taking strides, so to speak, towards that. Um, We're... Uh, we just had Botox injections uh, into her leg and her arm to help to relax those real tight muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're very uh, hopeful that, that that's going to help. And um, she's had two more eye surgeries since then that mm-hmm. have really helped her eyes uh, because uh, before they were stuck down and in and they, they bounced a lot. Mm-hmm. Now they're up where they should be and they're not bouncing as much. And, she and wears little blue glasses. She has little glasses. <laughs> yeah. Just like Harry Potter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and I've heard you say that the, the eye surgeries and stabilizing her eyes are gonna help the her brain development too. That's that they're feeling that that's part of part of the development of the brain. Is that correct? Is the, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, for sure. And I think as her brain develops it'll help her eyes. And so right. it um, all goes together. It all works it's amazing. Together. Fearfully God, and wonderfully yeah, made. God wired exactly. us. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that she's able to, that we're working on walking and her physical therapists and, you know, doctors are very um, expectant of her being able to walk on her own someday. So we don't know when that day will be, but the way she's progressing and and Josh sees that being a physical therapist, that she's going to be able to walk, you know, on her own someday and and may not always need assistance or a walker, which mm-hmm. is, is just amazing because, like right. I said, we were told that, you know, the chances of her, you know, being able to walk was just very slim. So that's amazing. And she's saying um, lots of words, yeah. you know, which is yeah. also just amazing. <laughs> you know, we... Um, you didn't know that she Every day, able another talk. word. Another yeah. Yep. Well, so in addition to the surgery, the glasses, the braces, um, is Riley get, continuing to get some regular treatments? Does she go to therapy? Does she? Yeah, she yeah. gets uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, speech therapy. Um, so she's, and she has several specialists. Vision she, therapy. Vision therapy, several yeah. specialists that she works with. Wow. So, yeah, so there's a whole a, team of people yeah, who are working with Riley yeah, to help which, her. Which, you know, is something that we've always, um, like, we're so we're so thankful. We kind of feel like, you know, like when you we both like basketball, you know, and like how God's kind of like handpicked the team, you know, for Riley. We didn't mm. necessarily go out in pursuit of any one particular person, and yet they're all, you know, some of the best of the best and super amazing. And, and so that's really cool wow. to even see his goodness and his faithfulness because you know we struggle with always wanting to leave room for him to do his thing do we look too much sometimes you know Riley's mm-hmm. journey has started in a hospital with doctors that's been a very big part of her story and mm-hmm. we don't want to put all of our hope and faith just in in that we want it to always be on him and yet through all this we're learning how he uses people he uses right. people to pray he uses people to bring meals he uses doctors to do surgeries mm. so josh has said you know through this journey there's no second class healing and um and yet mm. we still sometimes feel like are we jumping too quick you know at a procedure or surgery so we you know we're trying to figure all that out but we're so thankful for the team that she right. has you know they're amazing I have to just say, you know, one of the things that, that they're always telling us is we know that Riley gets worked with at home. So we're not, you know, concerned. She, we know she's getting the therapy that she needs at home. Uh-huh. And um, you'd think that uh, that her physical therapist dad would be the one providing yeah. 
all, all of the needed physical therapy. But, well, sure. Um, Isn't that I'm, what's happening? Yes, it's um, true. Yeah, not quite. Um, so I'm I'm at work doing physical therapy with other people. Right. So um, Megan is uh, really you know, become her primary hmm. therapist, um, primary doctor, primary nurse. You know, <laughs> she's all of those things and aren't moms, all of those things, my right. goodness. Right. Um, parents have, you know, such a such a huge role, but I'm so proud of my wife. And wow. she was asked um, to do a lot more um, than, than maybe we had thought, uh, you know, going into this. So um, she's, she works oh, with, with Riley. She <laughs> comes up with creative things that sometimes a therapist are like, "Yeah, that's a good idea," you know, and um, uh, uh, super creative. Um, and she just has fun with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, Riley Riley just has a lot of fun with her mom well, doing that. Well, I'll, I'll just say, as, as someone looking um, from the outside yeah. in, that both of you are uniquely yes. gifted and qualified. To raise this little girl, um, Megan is a gifted and talented teacher. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a thing. I watched her. Uh, she's an amazing teacher, and we watched her do that in real life. And if there's any families listening to this podcast who had, had whose kids had Megan as a teacher, you know that's true. Josh oh, is an amazing therapist. Yes. You're you're given to your profession, and and here's this little girl who has a lot of needs and has a lot of things that she needs and her mom and dad happen to be incredibly gifted and qualified uh, to give her what she needs. People said that to us in the NICU. I remember they'd be like, isn't it awesome then that like Josh is a physical therapist, you were a teacher? And I'm like, no, that's not awesome. (laughs) I know you do. Just because we have those things doesn't mean... (laughs) Doesn't make it okay. Yeah, doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make all things are fine. Rub me the wrong way. But here's the thing though. I think because many a times... You just like, like that. You you would love for not all this story yeah. necessarily not to have happened. Or, or like certainly. maybe, I mean, yeah, like you can be like, oh, that's nice, God. But could you have like, you know, gone and like actually fixed the actual <laughs> thing? Don't, you know, but here's the thing. It's I getting think, real now, it's folks. real yeah. now. I think though, it, it did kind of bother me a little bit because I just, I think the reason it bothered me is because I just, while they were saying, isn't it awesome that you have these gifts, he's given you these things, I felt anything but... Right. capable of doing what was being asked of me. And I think whether that's like in a NICU or a child with special needs or just, just any kid, there's many days I think in parenting where you feel like I am not up for this. <laughs> I don't think I have it in me, you know, but I, I you know I feel that way, but I think you do, you know, so much more than you think you right. do because just like God knows you know, our kids and, and knows them so well, he knows you. And mm-hmm. I think he puts people together, mm-hmm. you know, on purpose, you know, in families, in communities. And um, and so even when you can't see that, you know, to trust that. And I think, you know, Josh is this amazing physical therapist and he is because he has this gift of seeing things that aren't right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And he's had that you know, I just remember that coming, like, it was just so cool to see him as a dad. You know, I was so looking forward to seeing this guy I'd known and loved all these years to be a dad. And um, I just, when that, you know, like we kept telling each other, no matter what, you will always be Finley and Riley's dad. Like, right. no one can ever take that away from you. Mm-hmm. That joy of having that Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, where we got to talk about two babies. No one can ever take that away from us because they will forever right. be Finley and Riley and you will forever be their dad. And, um, but he just would say to Riley in the NICU, um, 
this prayer, he before we would leave every night, he would say, you know, Riley, you say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got the order right. Yeah. So every night uh, before we'd leave, I'd tell Riley, you are strong, you are brave, you are smart, you are kind. And I would be standing there bawling my eyes out <laughs> because I'm just thinking, oh, Lord. You don't see it. Uh, no, you don't I see it. it you, you, I wanted to believe it, but like there was just everything in me took just to maybe even believe the teeniest bit. Like I know he is who he says he is and that he's good and that he can make amazing thing happen. But the reality was that just like wasn't happening. And how, how is that going to be? And to hear Josh to say that when it wasn't in front of you was just like, oh. but he kept saying that night after night in the NICU. He said it when we brought her home because even when we first brought her home, there was just so much that we didn't know. And you know what? We still don't know a lot of things, but we've gotten to see a lot of things since sure. being home. But uh, he would just keep saying that every night. And that was just kind of his his prayer and his belief. And I think that's what makes him an amazing physical therapist and an amazing dad because he's declaring and it's not like um, hocus pocus, wishful thinking. I right. believe he's saying that as a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. and because nothing is impossible with with God, and so mm-hmm. he just declared that over Riley. And um, she just recently turned two, and just before she turned two, she had to have these X-rays done of her hips, and um, she did a really good job. And I was telling her at dinner, or I was telling Josh at dinner, how great Riley did with her x-rays and I said man she was so strong she was so brave and out of nowhere she goes smart kind (laughs) and so I mean we almost hit the floor I mean she so all this time she's she's been hearing it and she can't say all the words but if you start it she'll She'll finish you are you are strong you are brave you are smart and you are kind and Mm -hmm. Um, we say that to her, you know, she just recently had her surgery. She recently had these injections and she says it with us, like yeah. as these things are happening, you know, yeah. that aren't super comfy mm-hmm. for her, right. you know, and even the doctor commented, man, if she can internalize that, she's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, that's what but she's doing. That's the yeah. prayer, that's you know. That's awesome. But, you know, I think that's. That's really cool. And if there are, I don't know, can I ask a question on your podcast now that sure. someone could, this is. Oh, we always ask, we yeah, always ask you parents, said to, parents to, could, to send in their requests. Yeah. So questions. if there's anybody listening that maybe has has walked a journey of raising, you know, a child with um, a disability, you know, one of the things like Josh said, you know, Megan is like her, her therapist and that is like something I feel like I did not sign up for. I don't feel like I'm super good at that. <laughs> like Josh is the therapist, but that's why he's... I wonder how many moms have said at one point, oh, I, yeah. did I did not sign up, sign up for, this. for this. Yeah. But her, when Riley was, I mean, she was over a year old, you know, um, I was at a therapy appointment and we go for Riley, but we also go for me because they give me so many ideas and encouragement. But the therapist said, you know, um, if we treat Riley like she has a disability, mm. you know, then, you know, she she will. But if we ask her to rise higher, she's like, I've seen it over and over and over again. We will see that. And she's like, yeah, things are going to be hard for Riley. There's going to be things that she might have to do a different way or might have to fight a little harder than some. But it, um, no one, we don't know, you know, the brain is still growing and developing. We don't, we need to, we need to work with Riley like she can do mm. things. Let her tell us 
you know, when she can't. Don't say that over her before she's even had a chance to try. And I just drove home in tears that changed everything for me because I didn't realize that I kind of was like still operating out of a place of hearing all the things that could have been and kind of treating it like that's how it was, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that really changed how I worked with Riley at home. But I'm kind of in this pursuit, you know, of like how do, um, you know, as a mom, you know, Riley has to go through a lot of things that are uncomfy and you want to make things easy for her because she's had like a hard road right? and um, you want to protect her from things, but their growth really does come in the fight and in the struggle. Mm. And so you have to give her enough room to fall safely, you know, Mm -hmm. in order for her to figure things out. So I guess my um, biggest hope is I feel like God has given Riley so much. You know, her name is Riley Joy. Riley means valiant, and she's proven that to be true. She's strong. And so I feel like that's already in her. And then I get to be her mom, and I get to just help bring that out in her. And I guess that's my biggest fear is that I will hold her back Mm -hmm. and not empower her. Mm -hmm. I want Riley to grow up believing that nothing is impossible and that's true, even though the reality of our eyes might see something different. But for her to believe that and, um, you know, to um, operate out of this place that she is strong. I don't want people to pity her, but to look at her and think, wow, she's amazing. You know, mm. you watched you know, the, the Olympics were on recently and I love watching those. But for the first time ever, I watched the Paralympics mm. and I just my mouth is hanging open watching because mm. the Olympics are amazing. But when you live every day with someone who has to work super hard for things to watch the Paralympics, it's like someone in their journey told them they could could do do that. Right. You know? And so how did those people Mm. get there? That's what I mean. Because I think Mm. I just don't want to be Riley's biggest roadblock, you know? And not because I don't think she can, Mm. but because I'm so trying to keep her safe, you know? So I would love to hear anybody's thoughts on that. Good. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll we will keep your question, and we will maybe it'll be a future podcast. Yeah, we'll get some, we'll get some feedback from in. friends, people. Well, as we close and our time together, Josh, Ming, if if there was one thing that you could uh, share that would just as an encouragement to to parents, would be parents, longtime parents, <laughs> new parents. I think for me, the just the the thought that. Um, there's community around you and to be willing and vulnerable hmm. to allow yourself to tap into that community because we couldn't have gone through the last two years without community and um, the support that we've seen has been overwhelming at times. I told Megan, I remember in, in the NICU that it was like a, a tidal wave of generosity coming at us um, hmm. and uh, I think we've certainly benefited from that, my goodness. Um, but Riley has as well. Mm-hmm. And we're so thankful for all of the people um, who have come alongside us, people that we may not even know um, that have that have supported us um, through prayer and um, financially and, uh, you know, all, the, all those things that we were so nervous about before, mm-hmm. the things that were <laughs> scary to us as parents, things like, not having uh, two working vehicles, having having one vehicle for me to be able to get back and forth to work and Megan needing a car to get Riley to and from appointments that was provided for us by uh, mm. an organization called Neopat, their generosity and, and the generosity mm. of um, countless other people um, 
coming together and providing us uh, money not only to get a, a, a car but a nice car mm-hmm. um, uh, and then you know people providing dinners um, gas cards gas cards yeah I think we um, we use subway cards yeah. um, for a long, <laughs> long, long time, time. <laughs> and uh, you know just to have so many people come alongside us was just the most encouraging thing um, through all of that and mm-hmm. to see uh, people being willing to be used by God um, to to help and support other people. So that's an encouragement to us to mm-hmm. to 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 look for ways that we can do that do for the other same people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. also, I mean, I think if I had I was going to tell someone, um, just be willing and vulnerable to to allow yourself to tap into that community. Mm-hmm. You know, being vulnerable is is really hard to do. You know, and admitting that we need help or that we don't have it all together. And, but Mm -hmm. we've um, found amazing grace and like Josh said, it is like a tidal wave, you know? So it's humbling. It is humbling. For sure. Um, There's a room for a lot of growth there for, for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Well guys, thanks so much for talking. This has been good. I appreciate you taking the time and, and we'll continue to, Pray for you and Thank for Riley you. and yes. cheer you guys on. And uh, She's literally standing because of them. That's uh, amazing. Amen. Standing yep. on them. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. Good deal. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, there you have it. The conclusion of this five-part series uh, interview with Josh Megan Osborne. We hope you've enjoyed this and been inspired by it. Um, really an inspiring story, I think. And um, I know <laughs> I've been moved by it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I just think it's an awesome um, picture of just um, how God works in hard things and and the beauty of of people and community and um, just how despite hard, dark days, like there's still beauty because it's who he is. It's what he brings to the table. And um, there's goodness and hope and peace and joy and love that happens all despite the questions, the shadows, the darkness, the unknown. Um, so if that's you today, if you're in a place where you just you feel like you're you're in shadows or darkness and you have unknown and you don't know when you're ever going to see um, anything else, my encouragement to you is just to know that He loves you. He'll meet you in those shadows. There's no shadow too dark, no place too great or too big or too deep that He won't go for you. Um, he's already He's already doing that for you. I He's his goodness and his love and his joy and his hope. Um, I believe it's there for you. So just be encouraged. And I pray you find community um, right where you're at, because like Megan and Josh talk about, we're not meant to do this life alone. And maybe here's another challenge I have for listeners is maybe you're not in a hard, dark place, but you are, you know, people. So I, I encourage you to open up your eyes and, um, be a neighbor and and lock arms with the people around you because they may need you to stand in places for them and pray for them and like how they talked about Riley standing on the prayers of people then they so there is, might be someone right around you who need that from you too so all good things amen that's good stuff and I Brittany while you were just sharing that you know just that that idea that how God is meeting us in this dark places with love and with hope and with peace and with care and tenderness i mean i mean i i say amen that he's doing that but the way he's doing that is by bringing people right together that's right god operates you know god operates through people he uses people to accomplish his purposes um 
does God do things supernaturally, you know, just out of the air? Sure, he does. But most often it happens because he's moving the hearts of people to come in alongside and lift up and support and, and bring healing and wholeness and restoration and peace and comfort. And so, just like Brittany said, I just can't agree more. You know, if you're not in a hard place, if you're not in a place, if, if, if things are going great for you, I mean, look around and find, uh, you, you don't have to look too far, and find yeah. someone who, who, need, who needs a hug, who needs a smile, yeah. who just needs, needs some comfort or some encouragement. I just feel like that's such an important thing, especially in these days we live in. I just, there's just so much you know, adversity and animosity and people, you know, kind of coming head to head. I just feel like, gosh, we need to bring some peace and we need to bring some some tenderness and some care um, to each other just, just because it's the right thing to do, because God is love and he's operating through us in, in love. And so, um, anyway, we, we heard Josh Megan's story. We heard, how, we heard how hundreds, even thousands of people rallied around this little family and brought them um, just the love of the love of Christ just through their through their kindness and mm-hmm. and it's power powerful and moving. So don't forget to reach out to us if you have a question or a comment. You can get in touch with us via our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash roots and wings podcast. Also our website, which Brittany is going to be blogging and doing some things on the website. Oh gee, yes. Right? Yes I am. Yeah. I, now I now you have to because <laughs> yeah. I said it. <laughs> So the Roots and Wings um, website is rootsandwingspodcast.com. You can go there. And we do want to use our website a little bit more as a landing zone, a place for people to kind of gather, connect, and, and also the Facebook page too. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. All right. Anything else, Brittany? I don't think so. I think we I think we covered it. We just look forward to we appreciate you guys listening and being a part of this podcast. And I guess like always, if you like what you're hearing and um listening to i would just say take a minute to review like comment um share with friends and family people who you feel like could um be inspired by just the different people we get a chance to bring on this podcast because we're inspired by you i want to hear from you so yeah we do thanks everyone thanks for listening see you next time see you next time why do i always sing at the end that's weird you want to say it again see you next time see you next time Hey everybody, it's Brittany here from the Roots and Wings podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to these. I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of the other cool things that my dad has been a part of. He is a children's singer-songwriter. He has lots of different CDs out there, and he travels around doing concerts for kids and families. If you are interested in learning more about that, feel free to check out his website at www.chiprichter.com or email me because I'm actually his booking agent. Email me at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at chiprichter.com. Thanks so much. There's a party going on in the ladybug's living room. Living room.